0: This is Cliffcentral.com. This Power Woman feature is brought to you by the UK Department for International Trade. Hello, everybody. My name is Subi Moya Arnold, and welcome to Future CEOs. We are blessed because the weather is cleared up. We're on the 28th floor of the FNB building right here in the mother city, Cape Town, and we are actually attending as Future CEOs the UK-Africa Trade Business Forum, where countries are uniting all to create a global economy. I had the pleasure of facilitating a wonderful, pioneering African Women in Business panel discussion, and one of the panelists is sitting right across me and you know what she's young she's innovative welcome to the show melissa mazingi managing director of gone rural eswatini or swaziland as we now call it
1: thank you so much thank you very much for having me how was the panel discussion what are your thoughts it was fantastic. Um, you know, I was among great company when business leaders from all over Africa who are doing such amazing work. And I think that what takes it even to a next level is the fact that it's not just about business. It's never just about. The bottom line with women entrepreneurs and especially women from from Africa. If you look at people like Divine Lukula, it's all about women's empowerment. If you I look love at people, she's yeah. just fantastic. You know, you look at people like Swadi Martin and it's always about elevating Africa. It's about becoming more than an exporter of raw materials and creating a luxury Africa. If you look at people like Nsiki with Aslina Wines, it's always about creating something where people thought it couldn't be created and being an inspiration to the next generation. And so it was fantastic.
0: They say that you're either born entrepreneur or not. What do you think about that? And when the entrepreneurial spirit through? Wow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny because um, Where are you from? Swaziland? I'm Zimbabwean. Zimbabwean. I'm born and bred in Zimbabwe. proud Zimbabwean. And Young Melissa, young Melissa wanted to be an accountant from the oh. age of six years old. You know, um, I remember sitting in class and we were having one of those, um, what do your parents do discussions? And mm. one girl, uh, the teacher asked her, what does your dad do? And she said, he's an accountant. And the teacher went, oh, he's Ooh. an accountant. And I, and I <laughs> thought, I want to be that. <laughs> so yeah. from the age of six, I wanted to be an accountant. And I went on and I studied accounting and I worked in, in audit for some time and I think it was around that time when I realized that I I love business and I love the idea of managing money, but I really wanted it to be my own money. And so that was kind of when the shift happened. And I said, I want to go into business and I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to start something for myself. Fast forward a few years and I've had a fair amount of entrepreneurial experience and really found a way to balance my background in numbers and in finance and in business with what I love, which is the creative industry. And so I've had some experience in fashion, entrepreneurialism and bridging the gap between creativity and business. And love I've done that in my own businesses and I'm doing it for Gone Rural. What I love in a
0: statement that we actually shared on the panel today, that your sector, besides Coming second to agriculture is the biggest with $32
1: billion and mostly women employed. Tell us about that. The artisan sector is a fantastic sector because it's a sector that's made up of entrepreneurs. Most of the artisans around the world are working for themselves, creating products, selling them and building businesses out of that. And so for me, I find the level of entrepreneurial spirit that exists in the artisan sector to be so exciting. And beyond that, I think it's 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 culture, it's tradition. It's always driven by what crafts do we traditionally make, what crafts are. From our history as Africans, as South Americans, as whatever group of people are creating their, Af- their, their artisan craft. Um, and so that's exciting to me is that it's so much more than a product. It's, it's history. It's the spirit of entrepreneurialism that's contained in that. And, and more often than not, it's the hard work of women who are doing relentless fantastic work and, and relentless in,
0: in the pursuit of their dreams and their goals. Exactly. Challenges hardships, wow. part- <laughs> to tough pick- times, <laughs> what has it taught you about yourself and your dream and the meaning of it being part and parcel of the entrepreneur journey?
1: You know, what? failure and difficulty and setbacks are inevitable in life's journey and particularly as an entrepreneur. Especially. <laughs> <laughs> I the um, word especially. 100%. Yes, my sister. But I don't think that you can be a real entrepreneur and a real business person if you've never had some sort of failure, because that's what really shows you the importance of what you're doing. It's when you see the people that are depending on this business for their livelihood and the suppliers that are depending on your business in order to sustain their own and the customers that believe in your brand. And you see just how much the success has created the failures that come along the way just spur you to create more success because, you know, it's never just about your business. It's always about the people and the growth that it drives. So embrace failure. Um, yeah, I love it.
0: <laughs> what does a woman's empowerment or liftment or, um, agation mean
1: to you? What is it to you? For me, it's about choice. It's the choice of self-determination. It's the choice to be able to decide what you want to be. If you want to be a businesswoman, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to slay it in the boardroom, if you want to be a fantastic mom, if you want to be a teacher, you know, in a professional sense or in your family or at home, it's all about choice and the ability to decide where your life goes and to decide where your life journey takes you. And so that's what I'm most passionate about when it comes to women's empowerment is creating choice for the women that we work with. And teamwork and collaborations, how it played a part in your life with Gone Rural. Collaboration is essential. You can't do it alone. Collaboration is essential. And we are so successful off the back of people who have seen what our business is about and have seen our mission and 100% believe in it and want to get behind us with it and help us to push through it. You know, I spoke about our distribution partnership in the UK when we were having this um, UK-Africa business forum. And that's a relationship that goes back to 2007. And it's a relationship that's been such a big part of the growth of Gone Rural. Having a passionate distributor who believes in us and believes in our product and believes in the women that we support and takes that same passion out to the UK and Love presents that. that to our customers there, presents it to our retailers. And, and you know, there's no substitute for somebody speaking passionately about a business. And so that's one of the most important collaborations and partnerships for us is just having those business partners that believe in us as much as we do ourselves.
0: I know in this business, we have to be forward thinking and um, create those strategic partnerships. Where do you see yourself in five, 10 years time? Where do you see the brand? Where do you see Gone Rural and (laughs) Melissa? What are your dreams and hopes?
1: So as Gone Rural, we are at a place now where we're really looking to disrupt the women's Artisan sector as it stands. We want to evolve women's empowerment. I always say that our business model of home-based income, mm-hmm. um, was visionary 20 years ago when this business was started. And, and it's a business model that so many other successful, um, social enterprises have followed. And, you know, we were one of the leading social enterprises before it was a buzzword. Before social enterprise was. Exactly. Mm. Before it was the hot topic mm. of the day. And social entrepreneurism.
0: Exactly.
1: And, you know, I think we, we continue to be a front runner. And so our next follow me move is we want to evolve the level of women's empowerment that we provide. We want to take it beyond the artisan. We want to create more and more systems for our women to become teachers and to become designers and to become cultural ambassadors. And we want to create that knowledge, create the support, create the systems for women to take that next step. And so... We've already started doing it, you know, we're championing championing what I'm calling artisan-led design. And that's training artisans in design and product development skills for them to produce their own collections that they have designed that are inspired by their own lives and draw from their own creativity and over which those artisans have ownership. Beautiful. And that's the beginning of creating that next step for the artisans to become product designers and business women in their own right. And so evolving women's empowerment is what's next. Best advice you've ever received as a woman and as a social entrepreneur. Oh wow. First is is just do it. You know, just just jump.
0: Must be really do you must. No, first
1: you got it. You can't dip your toe in. You, you know what? Dip your toe in. Once you've dipped your toe, just throw the whole body in. And when that entrepreneurial spirit is in you, if you if you don't jump in, you're going to get pushed anyway. So at some point you're going to find that you just can't stay on the ledge. <laughs> this woman is smiling ear to ear because people think inevitably we are all entrepreneurs. Oh my goodness. No, you, you, you
0: just jump in, jump in, you last, know? Last been beautiful question. Yeah. If you had to look at a 21 year old, what would you say about your entrepreneurial journey and what advice would you give to yourself?
1: Hold on tight. <laughs> Hold on tight, but also don't get to enjoy the ride. It's, it's a roller coaster and it is hair raising at best of times but it's also so much fun so hold on tight give it to all but enjoy it as well Thank you so much. And it was Melissa Mazingi, Managing
0: Director of Gone Rule Swaziland. I hope you enjoyed our session right here when the sun is coming out. We've got a vision of the stadium. We've got a vision of the CBD, Signal Hill, Ocean. Wish you were here. From me, Khubi Arnold. We're at the UK Africa Business Forum Power Woman session. Deluxe. Goodbye. Thank you. This Power Woman feature is brought to you by the UK Department for International Trade. This is clefcentral.com.